This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Enchanted Island of You by L. Frank Baum. Read by Ted DeLorme in Fort Mill, South Carolina, during November 2006. Chapter 25 the adventurers separate when prince marvel and his friends had ridden away from the castle the savage followers of the red one came creeping up to listen for their master's voice but silence reigned in every part of the castle and after stealing fearfully through the rooms without seeing any one the fellows became filled with terror and fled from the place never to return and afterward the neighbors whispered that the castle was haunted by the spirit of the terrible red rogue, and travelers dared not stop in the neighborhood, but passed by quickly and with averted faces. The prince and his party rode gaily along toward the kingdom of Hague, for Nerle had invited them all to visit his father's castle. They were very happy over their escape, and only the little lady Cecily became sad at times when she thought of her father's sad fate. The Baron Negar, who was Nerle's father, was not only a wealthy nobleman, but exceedingly kind and courteous, so that every member of Prince Marvel's party was welcomed to the big castle in a very hospitable manner. Nerle was eagerly embraced by both his father and mother, who were overjoyed to see him return safe and sound after his wanderings and adventures. "'And have you been cured of your longing for something that you cannot have?' asked the baron anxiously. Mm, "'Not quite,' said Nerle, laughing. "'But I am more reconciled to my lot. For I find wherever I go people are longing for just the things they cannot get, and probably would not want if they had them. So, as it seems to be the fate of most mortals to live unsatisfied, I shall try hereafter to be more contented. These words delighted the good baron, and he gave a rich and magnificent feast in honor of his son's return. The High Kai of Twy, after passing several pleasant days at Nerle's home, now decided that they had seen enough of the world, and would be glad to return to their own kingdom, where all was peaceful and uneventful, and rule it to the end of their days. So the Baron furnished them an escort of twenty men-at-arms, and these conducted the High Kai and the Aged Kai safely back to the hole in the hedge. And after they had entered the land of Twy, the first act of the High Kai was to order the hedge repaired and the hole blocked up. And I have never heard that any one from that time forth ever succeeded in gaining admittance to the hidden kingdom. So its subsequent history is unknown. King Terebus also bade the prince an affectionate farewell and rode back to his own kingdom and Burley Woolteckham accompanied him as far as the cave, where the fifty-eight reformed thieves awaited him. Nerle's mother gladly adopted the Lady Cecily and her two companions, and thereafter they made their home at the Baron's castle. And years afterward, when they had grown to be women, 
Cecily was married to Nurl, and became the lady of the castle herself. Prince Marvel enjoyed the feasting and dancing at the castle very much, but after the party began to break up, and the High Kai and Kai had left him, as well as King Terebus and Honest Wooltakim, the young knight grew thoughtful and sometimes uneasy, and his happy laugh was less frequently heard. Nurl often regarded his young master with a feeling of awe, for there occasionally came a look into Marvel's eyes that reminded him more of the immortals than of any human being. But the prince treated him with rare kindness, and always pressed Nurl's hand affectionately when he bade him good night, for he had grown fond of his esquire. Also, they had long conversations together, during which Nurl gleaned a great deal of knowledge, and received some advice that was of much use to him in his later life. One day Prince Marvel sought out Lady Cecily and said, "'Will you ride with me to the forest of Lurla?' "'Willingly,' she answered, and called Berna and Helda to attend them. They mounted their horses and rode swiftly away, for it was a long distance to Lurla." By noon the party entered the forest, and although the path they traversed was unknown to the girls, who had usually entered the forest from its other side, near to where the Baron Murd's castle had stood, the prince seemed to have no difficulty in finding his way. He guided them carefully along the paths, his handsome war-charger stepping with much grace and dignity, until at length they came to a clearing. Here the prince paused abruptly, and Cecily looked around her, and at once recognized the place. Why, she exclaimed in surprise, it is the fairy bower. And then she turned to Prince Marvel and asked in a soft voice, Is the year ended, prince? His smile was a bit sad as he answered slowly, the year will be ended in five minutes. End chapter 25 Chapter 26 The End of the Year The girls sat upon the green moss and waited. Prince Marvel stood silent beside his horse. The silver armor was as bright as the day he donned it, nor was there a dent in his untarnished shield. The sword that had done such good service he held lightly in his hand, and the horse now and then neighed softly, and turned to look at him with affectionate eyes. Cecily began to tremble with excitement, and Berna and Helda stared at the prince with big, round eyes. But after all they saw nothing so remarkable as they expected, for presently, and it all happened in a flash, Prince Marvel was gone from their midst and a handsome, slender-limbed deer darted from the bower, and was quickly lost in the thick forest. On the ground lay a sheet of bark, and a twig from a tree, and beside them was Lady Cecily's white velvet cloak. Then the three girls each drew a long breath, and looked into one another's eyes, and, while thus engaged, a peal of silvery laughter sounded in their ears, and made them spring quickly to their feet. Before them stood a tiny and very beautiful fairy, clothed in floating gossamer robes of rose and pearl color, and with eyes sparkling like twin stars. "'Prince Marvel!' exclaimed the three together. 
"'No, indeed,' cried the fairy with a pretty little pout. "'I am no one but myself, and really I believe I shall now be content to exist for a few hundred years in my natural form. I have quite enjoyed my year as a mortal. But after all there are, I find, some advantages in being a fairy. Good-bye, my dears.' And with another ripple of laughter the pretty creature vanished, and the girls were left alone. End chapter 26 Chapter 27 A Hundred Years Afterward About a hundred years after Prince Marvel enjoyed his strange adventures in the enchanted island of Yu, an odd thing happened. A hidden mirror in a crumbling old castle of Donna broke loose from its fastenings and fell crashing on the stone pavement of the deserted hall and from amid the ruins rose the gigantic form of a man. His hair and beard were a fiery red, and he gazed at the desolation around him in absolute amazement. It was the red rogue of Donna, set free from his imprisonment. He wandered out, and found strange scenes confronting him, for during the hundred years a great change had taken place in the enchanted island. Great cities had been built, and great kingdoms established. Civilization had won the people, and they no longer robbed or fought or indulged in magical arts, but were busily employed and leading respectable lives. When the Red Rogue tried to tell folks who he was, they but laughed at him, thinking the fellow crazy. He tried to get together a band of thieves, as Wultakem had done in the old days, but none would join him. And so, forced to be honest against his will, the rogue was driven to earn a living by digging in the garden of a wealthy noble, of whom he had never before heard. But often he would pause in his labors, and lean on his spade while thoughts of the old days of wild adventure passed through his mind in rapid succession. And then the big man would shake his red head with a puzzled air, and mutter, I wonder who that Prince Marvel could have been, and I wonder what ever became of him. End of The Enchanted Island of You by L. Frank Baum Read for you by Ted DeLorme. Thank you for listening. For more information and for more wonderful books on audiophiles, please visit LibriVox.org.